Michelle Michelson was born, in all respects, a very small baby. Her low birth weight had both the doctors and her parents worried that she might not make it through her first weeks. Yet against the odds, she grew into a healthy toddler. By the time she had reached primary school, at about age four or five, Michelle had become fascinated with ants. At this point, Michelle was still very small. Due to her low birth weight, her natural growth had kept her at a size much smaller than most her age. This was one of the reasons that Michelle loved ants so much. One Tuesday night after school, Michelle's father was exceptionally late to pick her up. She sat and sat and waited for him, but his car did not arrive. She was getting hungry, so she reached for half the sandwich she had left over from lunch and started to munch on it. It was at this moment that she gazed down at her shoes and saw an ant, small and black, carrying a crumb from her sandwich that seemed to be three times its size. Her dad arrived a few minutes later, apologizing that his meeting ran late. When Michelle turned 13, her father bought her an ant farm. Michelle had already owned many ant farms, but this one, as her father knew, was the biggest, newest ant farm a father could buy for his beloved daughter with only so much money. Michelle took the ant farm to her room and set it up, with her dad's help of course. That night, two things happened. Michelle went to sleep with a thousand friends across the room, and when she woke up, she had her first menstruation. This is probably one best suited for your mother, Michelle's dad deflected. Why don't we give her a call and tell her what happened? Okay, dad, Michelle replied. Which country is she in at the moment? I don't want to ring if she's asleep. I think she's in Ireland at the moment, her dad responded. Okay, I'll try the phone, Michelle said reluctantly. Her relationship with her mother had never quite been as strong as with her father. Michelle thinks it's due to the circumstances surrounding her birth. The shock she gave when she almost didn't make it through the first weeks. Perhaps her mother feels that fear every time she looks at her daughter, still small and frail. Michelle tried ringing her mother. The tone went through twice and then sharply cut to voicemail. Dad, it went to voicemail. Again! This wasn't the first time Michelle had tried to ring her mother when she was on her business trips, which seemed to Michelle at 13 years old almost the whole year, only coming home for holidays because she was obliged to. Hmm, okay. Well, looks like I'll try my best. Have they taught you about menstruation at school? Her father asked. Not really. I'm meant to be starting sex ed next year. The only thing I've heard is what some of the other girls have talked about. Michelle responded to her father. Her relationship with her father was unlike that one with her mother, very strong. Like the aunt she saw when she was eating her sandwich, Michelle was always amazed that her father seemed to carry both his own and Michelle's problems, even if they seemed to be three times the size. The problems that he had little to no knowledge over, much like the one Michelle has presented, he would always try and find some way of sorting it, even if most of the time he bumbled his way through. The conversation that Michelle had with her father was uncomfortable, yet necessary. He taught her about puberty, hygiene, feelings, and bodily changes. That last one, Michelle and her father had no idea how much it would come to impact their lives. Two months later, Michelle started high school, with knowledge in her brain and a lack of size in her body. Since she had her first period, she had seen some growth here and there, but nothing spectacular had reared its head. That was the case until Thursday night, three weeks into the school year. Michelle woke up, rubbed her eyes, yawned loudly, and hopped out of bed. When her feet touched the floor, it seemed different than normal, and when she stood up, she felt as if the room had shrunk, only a little. 
She went to the bathroom and looked in the mirror to see herself, almost identical to the one she saw yesterday, yet this one in front of her was much taller. Now, in terms of growth of a normal teenager, the height she grew overnight would be interesting to some. It was definitely more than you would expect someone to grow in the eight hours of sleep that they had. For someone in Michelle's circumstances though, the growth she had gone through was so large she couldn't believe her eyes. She went from being an underdeveloped, short and frail 13 year old to being one of average height. The elation and excitement she felt was extreme, and the first thing she did after looking in the mirror was sharing her experience with her father, who seemed to mimic the same elation and excitement. Throughout her high school years, Michelle grew and grew, and by the time she had graduated, her father could no longer see his small daughter that he used to look after, but instead witnessed a daughter who stood taller than all her other classmates. She was the tallest student by far, and when her dad looked around the room, he realised that she was the tallest person in there. Michelle had taken over her father's height just before starting her 11th year of school. He was very happy that all the wishes he had for his daughter had been granted. Michelle's mother, on the other hand, had left for a business trip one day when Michelle was halfway through her 10th year and had never come home, with no call or note to follow up. Michelle didn't care that much. She'd never seen her mother very often, and when the mother was at home, she tried to make up for lost time by buying Michelle expensive gifts and jewellery that meant nothing to her because her mother had no idea what she actually liked. At the age of 22, Michelle had become a social media sensation and had made it onto the news as the new tallest human. When she surpassed three metres in height, she was officially the tallest person in recorded history, being contacted by the press and the Guinness World Records. The fame continued as Michelle and her father's fears rose. She had seen every medical professional she could find, and none of them had an answer for the phenomenon that was Michelle's extreme and exponential growth. The strangest parts of her condition, perhaps, were these two facts. The first being that Michelle grew proportionately. She was not lanky or skinny or stretched out. She was how you would imagine a regular person, just enlarged. The second strange fact was that as Michelle aged, it seemed she grew not at a steady rate, but an exponential one. That is to say, the growth she had when she was 13 or 16 or 20 was minuscule compared to the growth she was experiencing now at 25. She was now one of the wonders of the modern world. Michelle towered over the Burj Khalifa, Mount Everest, and soon enough she could be seen from the horizons around her. It was at this point that everyone started to question what her growth meant for the future of the planet. Not in an evolutionary sense, but in a much more urgent and drastic one. Michelle was inevitably to keep growing, and as she grows, so does the weight she puts on the earth. This was the case, as wherever she stood, the ground underneath her would give out until she was standing on something more solid in the earth's crust. Michelle stopped walking, as she could no longer see people under where she would step. They were much like ants she used to watch when she was a child. In order to communicate, a helicopter would fly into her ear canal, and a megaphone would be used to talk to her. And due to her proportions, she would not be able to talk back to anyone because she was sure that even a whisper from her now ginormous lungs and vocal cords would deafen anyone within a few dozen kilometres. The problem she worked around was by blinking, once for yes and twice for no, which limited her communication skills but kept people safe as far as she could tell. That was until she grew so large that a blink from her eyes would cause either an eyelash to fall and crush whatever it was on, or would produce gale force winds that blew back whatever was unlucky enough to be in its path. 
Another unusual thing about Michelle was that she did not seem to have the need to eat or drink or evacuate her bowels and bladder. She was a phenomenon that amazed, but in time, that amazement turned into fear as the population realised that her size and growth would inevitably crush the earth and those on it would be crushed as well. This is when Michelle's father tried his very best to stop the world's militaries and powers from trying to destroy his daughter before she could destroy the world. At one point, Michelle even agreed, when given the facts and the thought of wiping out every species, that they should destroy her, but her father would not allow that, to the point where he had spent his savings, mortgage, and any other finances he could get together to buy the best lawyers around the world to legally stop the militaries and powers from taking down his daughter. This eventually failed, as a new law was passed that allowed the powers to intervene with these kinds of phenomenon if they were to threaten the existence of the human race. Unfortunately for the human race, nothing seemed to penetrate the skin of the giant woman that sat into the earth. Too afraid to move or talk or blink, so she sat there and kept her eyes closed and watched with all her might not to move a muscle. Bullets and missiles were useless against Michelle. She was not upset nor angry at any of them for trying to kill her, even if she felt the pain every time one hit her body. She was only angry at herself, or perhaps whatever condition she had. Eventually, after evacuating whole countries, the world was forced to resort to their last option, the one that would and has wiped out everything it has come into contact with, nuclear warheads. And they did not work either. In the final months leading up to the point that everyone on Earth knew as the human singularity, Michelle had done, although unintentionally, what no one had been able to achieve in history, to eliminate all wars and violence and fighting. Countries agreed on truces, gangs stopped their wars, and even school bullies stopped fighting those they saw as weak. Everyone in the world had turned their attention away from their greed and power and towards Michelle and the point in which she would destroy all life. A third phenomenon came to Michelle's knowledge when she grew tall enough that her head stuck out of the atmosphere. She now, for a reason unknown to herself or anyone else to this day, did not need oxygen. She was perfectly capable of living outside the restrictions that evolution had put on the human race. As Michelle felt the earth beneath her crumble, she wept, and as she did, her tears created floods that swept away entire cities. And eventually, she was the last living specimen of the human race. Her weight had broken the earth, and she still grew. She had grown larger than the planet she was born on. The moon orbited her for a while, until her gravitational pull had made it crash into her left shoulder. One by one, the planets in the solar system would orbit her until she grew to a size that would pull them down on the surface that is her skin. Each time this happened, it felt as if she was being shot by the militaries on the now destroyed Earth all over again. Then came the sun. The largest body in the solar system was no match for the colossal Michelle Michelson. It orbited her for quite a while, fighting back against this underdog, challenging its title it held for billions of years. And then, like everything else, she destroyed that too. She had become the last person to live and the first to see the edges of the solar system. She then reached the next solar system, Proxima Centauri, after a little while. It eventually fell to her great size, as did the other solar systems she reached. Her greatest contender, who she hoped may be the one to take her away from this existence, was V.Y. Canis Majoris. At the size of 2100 suns, this star still made no effect on Michelle. She predicted, with her limited knowledge of astrophysics, that due to her size and growth speed, she was not travelling near the speed of light, but growing at a rate close to it. 
Michelle had seen things that the people of Earth would not believe. She had seen distant solar systems, alien planets harbouring life, both primitive and advanced, habitable planets in the Goldilocks zone. She had even, mind you, it took quite a while, witnessed the entire Orion arm of the Milky Way. And then, not too soon after that, the Milky Way as a whole. As she grew, she witnessed the Milky Way get smaller, and she saw the Andromeda galaxy on a collision course with our own. She saw the local group of galaxies and then the supercluster as a whole. When they were no longer visible, she grew and drifted and watched supernovas and stars and galaxies all fall to her great size. The whole time, although she was probably surrounded by billions or trillions of life forms existing on different planets in different galaxies, she felt, understandably, so very, very lonely. When she thought about it, she had felt that way ever since she had graduated. Before that, she and her father would spend time together, listening to music, sharing opinions, watching television, going on adventures. Those moments were lost in time when she got too big to fit headphones, or on a couch, or in a car. Her father still spent his moments with her, as much as he could. When she got too big for him to properly hold, he had made himself a tiny house on her shoulder. When Michelle grew taller and larger than Everest, his humble abode had become the final base camp for anyone that wanted to venture to the top of the mighty Michelle and see the sights that could be viewed from her brow or her head or her nose. She didn't mind that people wanted to venture up her. They had barely been noticeable, only felt like ants crawling on her body. The person that did care, however, was her father. He hated the idea of his daughter being used for people's adventures or bucket lists or Instagram selfies. He tried as hard as he could for as long as he could, to stop them, but eventually, he failed too. Michelle missed her father. He was really the only person she truly missed. She thought to herself that that sounds awful, but it was true. Eventually, Michelle had grown to become the largest known thing in the universe, bar the universe itself, of course. Majority of her time spent out in space, most of her life, up until the next big thing, was filled with blank, empty blackness. This lasted for, what Michelle could count, multiple years, even growing at the speed she was. She thought to herself that maybe she had grown so exponentially fast that she had approached, reached, and surpassed the speed of light, and that was why there was only black. She also hypothesized that she was so large that there was no light source capable of emitting enough photons into her eyes to allow her to see anything, so she saw nothing at all. And eventually, after a very, very, very long time, found this to be false. She looked out and saw in the distance something that cannot be described in words known to any language humans possess. There are no words to describe nor thoughts to comprehend the sight of the edge of the universe that Michelle now laid eyes upon. She stared at it for so long that she would not be able to describe to anyone what it looks like, if there was anyone left. It is so incomprehensible so alien, so unfathomable to even the greatest minds that one would not be able to imagine anything close to what it looks like. And with all things, she passed that as well. She looked back and saw it expanding, reaching out, growing like she is. Maybe one day, if she ever slows down, it will come to her, and it would be like passing an old friend on the street. Michelle was now bigger than the universe itself. Her cells that made up her body were now bigger than galaxies and the electrical energy that travels along the axons of her neurons to deliver neurotransmitters now contained more energy than the human race had ever used or would ever need to use in their entire existence a million times over. At the edge of the universe, there was nothing. 
This was not the blank, empty, black nothing that existed at the outer perimeter of the universe. This was true, unfathomable nothing. Its colour was no colour, not white nor black, but nothing. Michelle was now something in nothing. She was so large, she was greater than the entire universe, yet she was so small compared to that which existed beyond. The beyond, as she now called it, was her only friend, a companion in an existence that lasts forever. She was endless, but not friendless. The beyond made her feel comfortable, because there was nothing there for her to fear other than herself, until that was also not true. The most amazing thing that Michelle could never have imagined happened. She had seen everything the universe had to offer. She had seen every country on her planet, every planet in her solar system, every solar system in her galaxy, every galaxy in the universe, and then she witnessed the edge of the universe and the nothing that exists beyond it. None of that could have ever prepared her for what came next. She looked out, rubbed her eyes, then looked again. Before her stood a being. It would be wrong to call this being an alien. It was too far from human minds to be given a term that they created. Perhaps this was God, Michelle thought to herself. But if it were, humans were not created in its image. Every suspicion and thought was crushed when she came to realise that, as she turned her body around in the great expanse of the beyond, she was surrounded by these beings. They were so unfathomably larger than her that she now, once again, felt as she did when she was a child. She was small and looked up to these great beings with shock and awe and wonder. She looked down at her body and thought about her size in comparison. She once again felt her love for ants that she had when she was in primary school. She thought about the ant that held her crumb, the ant farm that her dad had brought her, her dad, her mum, herself, her existence, and the existence of everything in the universe. Michelle kept growing after that, and she still does.